was buried beneath my shame who could carry that kind of weight it was my
shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future. My eyes are open. Cause when you call my name. morning church aren't you excited to be in God's house are you excited to be in God's house amen he's good isn't he sing that bridge with us it says I needed to rescue my sin was heavy is your sin heavy does sin sit on you heavy and burden you and just kind of hold you back or is it just me it may just be me nobody else see God when he calls us into his house he calls us into a an, into a, a place of worship he says lift up your hands lift up your hands and worship him he, he inhabits the praises of his people. The more we worship him, the more he comes into our hearts and kind of just fills us with that excitement. Amen. Hallelujah. Sing this with us. I needed rescue. My sin was heavy. But chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broke.
Amen. Amen. How many feel breakthrough in the house today? There's a breakthrough that's coming in and sweeping through. There's a breakthrough because we've stood ground. There's a breakthrough because we've continued to stay the course, amen? And God's faithful. So when we do what he says and we follow his word, he will bring a breakthrough. I believe we're entering into a season of breakthrough for the Lord. We're entering into a place where he's going to begin to break off those things that we've struggled in the past and break off those places where we, we've just felt like we've stayed and we couldn't move out of. Amen. I feel like we're going to be broken out, out into something new. Whew. Out into something new. I have to read this note. Sometimes God messes with you. So he puts things right. He puts things in your heart and then he's like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go this way. So I want to always follow what the Lord says. And I may share something else in a minute. But I got to read this scripture. Because this is what he put in my heart and this is where we are. So David went to Bel Prism and David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of the Lord, of that place Bell Prism. I don't know if you all remember, but last year, earlier in the year, the Lord had me give a word about Bell Prism. He had me give a word that he was the Lord of breakthrough and he was going to break through before us. And it seems like we've stayed the course quite a while. For me, I don't know about y'all, but there's been battles. There's been things I need to deal with in my own life, things I need to, to overcome in my own life. But he will never leave us and he will always be with us. Amen. I know the breakthrough's on the horizon. The scripture, he, other scripture he gave me, and I'm going to go ahead and do this. I feel like he, we've got to talk about the breakthrough, but grace. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. I looked up that word sufficient. It means unfailing strength. When we feel like we can't go on, when we feel like we have to give up, when we feel like everything in us is crushed, then we wait on the grace of God because his grace is an unfailing strength in our life. Amen. So we hold on to his grace. We wait for his grace and his grace will come underneath, come inside, empower us. And then we finish the course. And that's the other piece that I keep hearing is let's finish strong. Let's finish. The, let's finish strong. Let's not quit. Let's not sit down. Let's wait for the grace of God. Let's look for the breakthrough like Elijah prayed for the rain. No, go look again, go look again, go look again. Don't stop looking because I know God's saying it's coming. So don't stop looking, don't sit down, don't back up. And let the grace of God carry you like the wind of his spirit. Amen.
where he talks about when I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to your love. That just goes to say we never go too far from his love. Too far from his presence. We're always in his reach. We're always in his grasp. So if you think today I've screwed up, I've messed up too much. I can't, I can't get there. I'm too, I'm too bad for Christ's love. Let me tell you that you have a savior that died on a cross for you because you weren't too bad. You hadn't messed up too much. You hadn't strayed too far from his presence. And I want you to just reach out to him right now. And I want you to feel his presence and feel his love. And I want you to picture those pieces of your life that you feel like are scattered all over. And I want you to picture God just putting them back together like a puzzle. He makes something beautiful out of all the pieces of our life. And he puts it together and he makes it beautiful. And I want you to think about that and glorify him today. Thank you, Lord. Because when I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to your love. You picked up all my pieces, put me back together. Can you lift your voice? Can you lift your voice all across this building? Can you just begin to shout with your voice, with a voice of triumph in the house today? The Bible says, lift up your voice, all you people. Lord, we honor you today. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, you are welcome here. You are welcome here, Lord. Scripture tells us that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty and let me tell you, there is liberty in the house today. There is freedom in the house today. All you need to do is reach up and grab it. God, we honor you. We praise your name. Victorious God. God of mercy and God of grace. In this moment, In this moment right here, right now, I don't think we would be out of order. And I'm just feeling the unction of the Holy Spirit. To pray now. And God died about one in the morning. One of our members to the emergency room. Scheduled for surgery. Had a surgery. Had some difficulties. A surgery a couple months ago or a month ago. And had some difficulties. And we're, we're going to pray today for them. Okay, scheduled Tuesday right now. They're in the hospital. God did a miracle, complications, and uh, but God did a miracle in, in this person's life. We're going to pray that God would intervene and touch in that situation. 
Also, there's people that are sick right now. That doesn't mean they have COVID. Maybe some do, maybe some don't. But there's just a lot of sickness going around. So we need to pray for our county and our city and our state and our nation. And pray, pray this, that the blood of Jesus would push back sickness. That was pretty weak. Pray that the blood of Jesus would push back sickness. Either the blood works or it doesn't work. Either it works or it doesn't work. Either you believe it does or it doesn't. And I'm here. I know where this is coming from, but I'm going to draw in the sand and say, Devil, it's time to back. I'm tired of sickness. I'm tired of fear driven, driving everybody. In the blood, by the blood of Jesus Christ, we're going to pray right now. Amen? And that means cancer. That means COVID. And whatever ailment that you may be dealing that means depression. It's got to go. So this is what I want to do. We're going to pray corporately together. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask Sula to come back up here and lead us in prayer today. You're like, what are you doing today, TJ? I don't know. Will you lead us in prayer today? I'm going to have her intercede today. This is what I want you to do while you're in your seat. You're not here just to listen to her pray, but you're to agree with her. We're going to agree together as a church today, okay? When we agree together, where, where, where two or three are together in his name, and we agree together, things can happen. If, if, if 100 can put many at flight, 10,000 can put more at flight. So let's agree today. Let's agree today. Go ahead. If you pray in the Spirit, just begin to pray in the Spirit right now. Amen? Because when we pray in the Spirit, then the Holy Spirit will begin to intercede. He'll begin to take your words that you pray out in the Spirit, and He'll make it what it needs to be. Amen? He'll use that. So I want to just begin to let that rise up within you. Maybe you haven't done it for a while. Maybe you've never done it. It's okay. You can start now. Just begin to pray in the Holy Spirit and release that, okay? Rose, tera, rumo, marase, torroche, serarionde, arase, torrosete, alabarase, undarasi, torrosete, labarasito, rosete, anamarasi, torrosete, labarasito, inamarase, torrosete. We just release, Lord God, your spirit, Father, to work as only you can work, Father. We just pray, Lord God, for our congregation, Father. We just do push back with the blood of Jesus, Father. Lord, we decree, Father God, healings over our people in Jesus name Lord we decree Father God that the enemy that has ravished our people for too long is bound in the name of Jesus Father God we pray that the enemy at the door Lord God that's trying to keep people from going through is dispelled Father God Lord that your spirit will be released in this county Lord that your spirit Father God will be released in this congregation Father God Lord that whatever your people need Father we know that you're the one and we're thankful Lord that you move Father God as only you can move so right now, Father God, we just call you to come forth. Father, we ask for a releasing of your angels, Lord God, to surround this territory and region, Father God. Lord, that they will begin to just minister, Father God. Lord, that they will release, Lord God, anointings and giftings, Father God, that we will begin to push forward as a church and a people, Father. That, Lord, where the enemy has said no. We say no. We agree with Pastor TJ, and we say no. We say no because of the blood of Jesus. We say no, we won't stop. We say no, we won't sit down. We say no, we will not back up. In the name of Jesus, we begin to take back the territory that the enemy has held. We begin to take back the places where he has held us up in the name of Jesus, and we declare victory in Jesus' name.
Come on and give him praise. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise today. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Worthy are you, Lord. Lord, we are in a spiritual battle. God, in this battle, Lord, is we can't compete in flesh and blood. So, Lord, God, help us as a church, Lord, to learn to intercede and pray in power and in might, to worship in power and in might. Oh, Lord, you are good. Lord, you are good. Lord, your church, God, was never meant to be on the defense. But, Lord, we, are, we were made to be on the offense. So, Lord, we push back darkness right now in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we push back darkness. We push back sickness. We push back insecurities. We push back depression. We pu push back cancer. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we declare it. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise one more time. Man, I feel the presence of the Lord in this house today. Do you feel the presence of the Lord in this house? I want you to just do me a favor. Look at your neighbor and say, God is good. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, I know it. <laughs> Amen. You may be seated. It is so good to see you today. We are so thrilled to have, have you today. If, if this is your first time here, I just want to say welcome to you. You're, you might be thinking, man, you guys, you guys are a little bit crazy up here. Yeah, I am crazy. I'm crazy for Jesus. I love Jesus. Is that okay? I love Jesus. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been living for him a long time. And the old song says, I've been running for Jesus a long time. And I am not tired yet. And I won't be tired. It's so good to see you today. If you are a visitor with us today, home folks, can we give all of our visitors a welcome today? What an honor to have you today. How many had a great Christmas? I had a great Christmas. We had a great day opening gifts. I tell you what, it never gets old as a parent when you're watching your kids open gifts. I don't know what it is. And, and think about this. When, when God sees us and we are his, his children, when, when, we, when he gives us gifts and we begin to take those gifts, imagine how God feels when he gives us things. Gifts like grace and mercy and love. And when we take those things, and, and so I began to think about that on Christmas morning. I thought, and, and it was a delight to watch my kids and their eyes open and be like, I didn't know I was going to get this. You know, it's so cool to see that, those moments. But God is the same way with us. He wants to bless us. He wants to give us, amen, things. And so I hope you had a great Christmas. I hope you had a blessed Christmas. How many spent time with family? All right. How many spent time with friends? All right. How many 
loved on your neighbor. All right. <laughs> if you haven't, you still got time. You can do that today. Uh, but uh, it's an, what an honor. And I, I pray that you guys had a, had a great Christmas. I know we did. We are blessed. How many of you know that we are blessed to live in the nation that we live in? And uh, what an honor it is uh, that God has given us and what a great responsibility it is for us that God has given us to be, to be in such a place that we are blessed. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you're blessed, but I promise you, you are blessed here in America. If you've ever traveled overseas and you've ever done any missionary work, I can promise you, you are blessed here in America. I ate some food overseas one time. I didn't know what it was, but I just ate it in faith. Some of you have been there. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And so uh, what an honor it is today to be here. I just feel the presence of the Lord. 2020 is ending four days. You know, uh, 2020 has been good to some. It's been rough to some. It's just been one of those years. But can I tell you, uh, you know, coming into 2021, as we move in in four days, we're moving to a new year, that doesn't automatically mean that things will automatically just change just because. Now, if God says and allows things to fall into motion, yes, that is true. They can change in, in, in a moment. Matter of fact, I heard, I heard something that really got me excited uh, yesterday. Uh, I heard uh, a pastor talking, and he was talking about uh, how he feels that the coming of the Lord is very near. And I... Got pretty excited when he started talking about the coming of the, of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I think as the church, we need to start looking up. Because the eastern sky is going to split, and, and, and Christ is going to come back, and he's going to rapture us and take us out. Uh, he's going to take us out of this world, and what a blessing, and what a blessed hope that is for you and me. Amen. And I got so excited hearing that yesterday. I got my batteries got charged. I was like, "Whoa!" I needed to hear that. So uh, I, I, today I want to speak to you guys, and I don't want to keep you very long. Um, but I want to speak to you on this simple subject today: the danger of of drowsiness. Everyone, look at your neighbor and say, "Wake up!" The danger of drowsiness. Anybody ever ever been drowsy or tired? How many are drowsy and tired today? All right. You're honest, at least. That's good. That's okay. Uh, you know, a, a couple of years ago, I think it was maybe uh, last, last year, a couple of years, me and Nick, and some of you have met Nick and Lisa, they've been here now a month or longer. But, but anyways, they, they were in California, uh, at, at, and, we, and I was a camp director, and, and we had our senior camp. And the way we did camp is we would do uh, one week of, or like four days of, of junior camp, and then we'd turn around. As soon as that camp ended, new kids would roll in, and we would do junior high camp. And then we would do senior camp with all within like an 11-day period. It was just like boom, 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 boom. Well, at the end of senior camp, we had, a, we had a guest speaker, and he was not from our area. He was from Northern California. And if you know anything about the state of California, it's a very long state, okay? It's, it's, it's almost as wide as Texas is. It's almost as long as Texas is wide. It's really close. It surprises a lot of people. But he was from up north. And I remember at the end of camp, we were the last day, we had our service, and we were in the process of tearing things down. The last night of camp, we always tried to do as much as possible so the next day we could hurry up and go home. Because I was tired, okay? I'm old. 
It's what we did. And so we stayed up super late trying to get things done. And the next day, uh, our, our camp speaker had to catch a flight out of Burbank, which was probably about an hour from us, which is down in the L.A. basin. It's not quite into L.A., but it's close enough that you could hit traffic every once in a while. And I remember I, I went to bed. I don't remember what time we went to bed, but I, I, I don't even know if I went to bed. I'll be honest with you. I, I felt like I closed my eyes and then opened my eyes and my alarm went off. And I got up, and it was super early in the morning, maybe like 4.30 or 5 in the morning. I went to bed probably around 2, something like that. I remember getting up, and Nick, my dear friend, Nick, said, I'll go with you. And the camp speaker was with us. And, and you know, you, when you wake up at first, you always have that charge where you feel pretty good for just a minute. But driving down the freeway there, and, and it was we were coming out of the mountains. It was dark. And, man, I, I remember being so tired. I remember driving in Burbank where there's a lot of traffic. If you've never been in L.A., if you've never driven in L.A. traffic, there's a lot of cars and a lot of, lot of, and, and a lot of space, a lot of lanes, a lot of things happening. People are aggressive. Just get out of the way. And here I am, tired on top of that. And, and I remember just being to the place where I was just like, hey, Nick, man, I am like seeing spots right now because I am so tired. And I remember being so drowsy. You remember that day? Uh, I think we probably stopped three times to get coffee on the way down there and the way back. But I remember I was so tired and I was just weary. I remember one time uh, when my, uh, w- I w- my parents were pastoring in California. And this was another camp store. This is, this is crazy. So out of camp, uh, my brother and my parents were happened to be gone. They were the pastors of the church. My brother was an associate pastor. And uh, in between uh, camps, they, we had a Sunday service. And everybody, we had a skeleton crew. Sometimes that happens at, at churches, you know, depending on the situation. We had a skeleton crew at church. So uh, my brother, the associate pastor, was preaching. Uh, there wasn't very many people there. I mean, we were just down to the wire. I remember I and my brother said, hey, I need you to play the piano. And so I played the piano during church. And I remember being super, super, super tired. And I made it through worship, and I, I did all right. And I remember going back to the sound booth because we had a skeleton crew. There was no one in the sound booth even. And I remember going back to the sound booth to, to tell myself, hey, I'm going to monitor the sound booth. And you know what I did? I found me a stool. And I propped my head back against the wall. And I remember, I remember is going, oh, I'm sorry right now. My eyes opening up, and me looking down, and 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 our church was was pretty large, like, like lengthwise. And I remember looking down and going, "Who is on the piano right now?" And some lady in the church who happened to be there that day came down to play the piano for my brother, who I found out later had called me like five t- times to come down and play the piano, but I was asleep. True story. And after church, I said, I went to my brother and I said, man, I am so, so sorry. He goes, it happens sometime. But drowsy, have you ever been drowsy? Have you ever been tired? What about this? Have you ever been tired or drowsy spiritually? There's one thing to be physically tired, but it's another thing to be spiritually tired. And sometimes in the going of ministry, you're going, 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 and then you just get tired. You don't even realize you're getting tired. And you get drowsy in your spiritual walk. And, and when we are drowsy, we make some poor decisions. I made a poor decision to sit down on the stool in the sound booth and put my head back against the wall. I could just do this just for a few minutes. I'll be okay. 
I made a poor decision. Thank goodness Nick was there to keep me accountable to try to take the camp speaker home with on two and a half hours of sleep going to Burbank early in the morning. And uh, the moral of the story with drowsiness, it, some drowsiness is very dangerous. You know, there there are I have a logbook. Drivers and I, I worked in trucking. All about logbooks. I know how frustrating they can be. I know you got to make a living and all this stuff. But listen, but statistically, it is it is super dangerous for somebody to be overexerted and tired and to continue to drive. Because I can tell you, most people think they can do more than what they actually can when they're tired. And some of you are like, I'm walking by the grace of God, right? But uh, just like our physical body has to be renewed day by day. The rest of us, our spiritual man has to be renewed day by day. So if you have your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of Acts. We're going to be on, in the 20th chapter, verse 7. And I like this story. This is a cool story. Um, and when you have it, say, I got it. And if you don't, you can look at the screen and say, I got it. All right, good. Acts chapter 20, verse 7. It says this. It says, on the first day of the week, we gathered with local believers to share the Lord's Supper. I could go into that verse right there, but I'm not going to go into that verse. But just notice it said the first day of the week, which is Sunday. All right. Paul was preaching to them, and since he was uh, leaving the next day, he kept talking until midnight. You guys buckle up. Everybody put on your seatbelts. (laughs) <laughs> it got really quiet. The upstairs room where, uh, where we met was lighted with many flickering lamps. As Paul spoke on and on, a young man named Eutychus, he must have been from Greene County. I'm just joking. My goodness, I'm just joking. Come on. Eutychus, sitting on the windowsill, became very drowsy. Finally, he fell sound asleep and dropped three stories to his death below. Paul went down, bent over, bent over him, and took him into his arms. Don't worry, he said. He's alive. I like how Paul's just so nonchalant about this guy falling three stories and dying. <laughs> Don't worry, he's alive. Then they all went back upstairs, shared the Lord's Supper, and ate together. You know, that's what I typically do. After someone falls three stories, we just go upstairs and eat. Paul continued talking to them until dawn. <laughs> and then he left. I don't ever want to hear you guys say I preach way too long. Okay. Meanwhile, the young man was taken home alive and well, and everyone was great, uh, greatly relieved. And, and, and this is what <laughs> this is kind of funny. I was thinking about this. I was like, it, when people sleep in the scripture, weird things happen. It's true. <laughs> Listen to this. Like Adam, he lost a rib and gained a wife when he went to sleep. It's pretty weird. Some of you guys would be like, what in the world? Okay, all right. What about Samson? He fell asleep, woke up bald, and, in, and, and bound. What about Jonah? He fell asleep and woke up wet. And Eutychus, he fell asleep and fell out of a window. So the moral of the story is don't fall asleep. Right? No, I'm just kidding. You got to sleep. You got to sleep. Your body needs sleep. Uh, but I want to give you guys something to consider today if you find yourself spiritually drowsy. And I, I don't want to keep you long, but the danger, we're talking about the dangers 
of drowsiness today, the dangers of drowsiness. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. God, I thank you for your word. God, I ask, Lord, that you would just anoint this day, Lord. You've already moved. You've already touched. God, I pray, Lord, you would continue to do your work. God, I pray, Lord, that your word would go forth, Lord. It, your, your word says that when your word goes forth, Lord, it will not return void. God, I pray, Lord, that seeds are planted, hearts are changed, and lives are changed forever. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, we're talking about the dangers of drowsiness. So, I want to give you guys something to consider when you find yourself spiritually drowsy. Have you, have you ever just, you know, been going, you know, spiritually, and maybe you're in the ministry, you're working, you're doing something, and, and that doesn't even have to be in the church. Maybe you do something on the side. Maybe you go work at a food pantry here here in the county, or maybe you serve somewhere. Maybe you go serve at, at Heaven Neve, or maybe you serve at Becky's place, and, and some of those places like that. Maybe you've done that, but you find yourself spiritually just a little bit tired, a little bit wore out, a little bit drowsy. It's never good when someone's drowsy and, and running a piece of machinery, right? You read most of the booklets that come with medicine, right? I won't give you these things. Here's number and some can some man some great not on blast or truths that we could pull out of the story. Number this, and something that Eutychus did, he put himself in a bad situation. Number one, never put yourself in that position. And now, what do you mean by that, TJ? Well, here's Eutychus, okay, and he's three stories up, and he's sitting in a windowsill. Right? Three stories up, sitting in a windowsill. Things that old adage: this attention is worth a pound of. Let me, let me repeat that for all the young people. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Preventative maintenance on your vehicle is better than taking it into the shop and paying the price. And all the mechanics said, amen. Uh, have you ever put yourself in a bad situation where you thought, man, if I would have just done this, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now? Anybody ever done that? Many times, have you ever woke up in jail and said, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be in this position right now. Don't raise your hand, it's okay. And what we need to know is our decisions, whether physical or whether spiritual, they have consequences. And so did this young man's decision to sit on the windowsill. There's a reason we don't have people sitting on the balcony rail today. An ounce of, you know, prevention is a pound of cure, right? Better than a pound of cure. All right. So, get off that. No, I'm just kidding. All right. So, and this is what I know. My problem and, and your problem and our problem is we try spiritually to serve God with one foot over here and one foot over here. We like to sit on the windowsill and, and God may be doing something right here where I could see, but outside there's something else going on. And I don't know about you, but that's one of the things that I struggle with as a person. You know why? Because we're made of flesh. And we're made of spirit. There's two different things, and they're constantly fighting with each other. My flesh is telling me to do things that I shouldn't do. And my spirit's like, you need to be doing this. And we're, they're constantly in war. And here's the thing. When we put ourselves in a position where it's like a windowsill position, guess what? We're halfway in and we're halfway out. Now, that's better than what, what you guys are, pr are preaching with me there, okay? And, and James tells us this, and this is, this is my favorite Bible verse. If you walk into my, my office, you'll see this hanging on the wall. James 4, 7, and 8 says this. And I talked about this. 
a little bit last week. So humble yourselves before God. I talked about humbling yourselves last week. So humble yourselves before God. Here's the part that I want you to pay attention to. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Did you catch that? You want the devil to flee? You got to resist. Ironically, last night I watched this video and I watched 30 thieves caught on cameras breaking into people's house, stealing packages. I don't know, something I saw on social media. I don't know. And so I clicked it, and I'm watching these, these thieves, and they're, they're stealing packages. But on some of those videos that I saw where people were stealing packages and breaking into cars, people were home, and they came out and chased them. And you know what the thieves did? Took off. Got the wrong house. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Verse 8 says, come close to God, and God will come close to you. I like this part. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. And let me ask you this. Have you positioned yourself on a windowsill? Now, Eutychus, here he is sitting on a windowsill. So he, he could see what's going on outside. And he can also hear Paul go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Because that's what he did. Not, not, not taking that away. Uh, but, but to resist in the Bible means exactly what it means today. Resist. Everyone look at your neighbor and say it means the exact same thing. It means to defend or fight against. And I like this. To resist means to turn away from the lie of the enemy. You ought to write that down. Resist means to turn away from the lie of the enemy. The enemy says, hey, you should be depressed. You know what you need to do? Turn away and say, no, I'm not. The enemy says, oh, you should be anxious about the doctor's call. No, I'm not. What about this? To resist means this. I know I shouldn't watch this, so I should either turn away or turn it off. You haven't heard that kind of preaching in a while, have you? I know I shouldn't be gossiping, so maybe I need to shut this conversation down. I know I shouldn't be angry, so I should resist the urge to yell at this person and take a minute and just pray and breathe. <sighs> resist or fight the lie of the enemy. Can, can I tell you this? The enemy speaks in lies. That's all he does. He speaks in lies. So whatever he's telling you, guess what? You ought to believe the opposite of. He says, oh, you're no good. You'll never amount to anything. You should feel guilty for this. And God's like, no, 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 no. But that's all a lie. But oftentimes we're on the windowsill and we're looking this way and we're looking this way and we're listening to the enemy and not listening to what God is telling us. Resist to fight the lie of the enemy. See, when we fail to resist sin or temptation, we are in fact agreeing, listen to this, we are in fact agreeing with the lie of the enemy. When we neglect to resist to fight temptation or fight sin or whatever the enemy puts in our way, when we neglect to fight it, guess what we're doing? We are in agreement with the enemy and not fighting the enemy. Now, this is better than what, what you guys are, are I, I pray, it's quiet. I hope you're taking this in. I hope you're taking this in. The Holy Spirit, listen to this, the Holy Spirit will guide you through this if you let him. 
oftentimes, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. The Holy Spirit, you know, when you're feeling tempted or when you're being tempted, you ought to stop and go, Holy Spirit, what should I do in this moment? Maybe I'm home. Maybe I, no one's around. Maybe I shouldn't get on my phone right now. Or maybe this is on TV. And I know this isn't wholesome and this isn't good for me. So maybe I should turn this off. And here's the problem that, that I have and, and I think that we all struggle with. The, the Holy Spirit's constantly telling us, shouldn't do that. Better not do that. Better not take that step. But this is what we do. Shh. I'm dealing with something. Shh. Right? And here's the thing. We've got to stop hushing the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit's guiding us and say, help me get through this temptation. It's simple. It really is simple. Ask him to help you in those moments. I love this. First Thessalonians 5 in the NLT says this. Stay away from every kind of evil. What kind of evil? <clears throat> All of it. Every kind. King James Version takes it a step further. First, First Thessalonians 5, it says this, abstain from all appearances of evil. See the difference there? One says stay away from trouble. One says even if it looks bad, stay away from it. Right? Sin literally means this, to miss the mark. Now, we're all, the Bible says, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. There are moments where we just miss the mark. It, we got Novak a little, a little dartboard, magnetic dartboard. And he came in the other, yesterday and said, Dad, I got a bullseye. And I was like, sweet. So I go in there, man, and that thing is like perfectly centered right in the middle. And I said, Novak, did you put that on there or did you actually throw it? He goes, He didn't miss the mark. He found the mark because he was close. But, but sin literally means to miss the mark. Sometimes it's easy to, to stay away from evil. But the King James Version says to just abstain from the appearance of evil, which is two different things, really, when you think about it. If it doesn't look good, don't do it. If it doesn't feel right, don't do it. If it looks bad and someone might say, I thought you were a believer. I didn't know that you did that. Well, I, I wasn't doing that. I was, just, I was just going hanging out with friends. Well, you ought to abstain from the appearance of evil. Now, that's better teaching than, than what you, what you, the way you're responding there. And this is what I know about sin. Sin will take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. You know how I know that? I've done it. I've made those mistakes. Oh, TJ, are you being judgmental? No, 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 no. I promise you, I've lived it. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just warning you. I'm just saying, abstain from the appearance of evil. And in the way that you walk and what you do, be wise of the enemy's vices, the Scripture tells us. And resist, resist, resist the devil. Going into 2021, the best thing you can learn to do is resist the enemy. When he lies to you, resist it. Get out of here. I have, uh, I, I, there was a young man who served with us for, for uh, many years, 
and and he was had a a lot of zeal, loved the Lord's, loves the Lord's doing doing awesome right now. And and he went through this phase where he's like, I just want to love on people, and and which is great, and I think we all need to do that. But he wasn't in a place of maturity where he where he wanted to do more ministry than he was probably capable of capable of at that moment. And one of the things he told me he wanted to do, he said, I want to be the person that goes into the bars and pulls people out and, and loves on them. Now, there's nothing wrong with that if you can resist the enemy. If you can resist the enemy. And his whole intent was, I'm going to go in and I'm going to love on people and I'm going to win them to Jesus. And I was like, man, I don't think that's a good idea right now. I love you. And I think you're capable of that, but I don't think that's where you are spiritually, and I don't think you're ready for that. Very few people, I think, are ready for that. And anyway, so he said, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I watched this young man who had a lot of zeal for God, who thought he was going to go into the bars and pull people out, be pulled in by the people in the bar. I watched his life break down, and I watched him hit rock bottom. Now, God is a God of grace and mercy, and he's doing it much better now and, and has done great things since then and, and moved, moved to greater things. But can I tell you, oftentimes we have a lot of zeal, but sometimes we don't realize that how crafty the enemy is. you got to resist. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, Resist. Here's the thing, as Christians, halfway in and halfway out, never ends well. It never ends well. Matter of fact, Scripture says, I would rather you be what? Hot or cold? Because if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out. God, You know what God thinks about people that are right on the halfway in, halfway out? Blah. Just saying. That's what, I, that's what I say. That's just what it says. I didn't write it. It's what it says. So can I tell you this? One of the things that you can do is never put yourself in the position of being in the three-story window that you could fall one way or the other. Now, before you cast judgment on Eutychus, I think his intent was right. He was there. He stayed there for all eight hours of the sermon until he fell asleep and broke his neck. Here's number two. Number two. Fix your eyes on Jesus. If I can give you some more advice for 2021, stop looking at what you see in the natural and start looking at what Jesus says. Start fixing your eyes on Jesus. Amen. Eutychus in the windowsill probably caught himself looking out of the window. I don't know about you. I'm not a, a super focused person. It's hard for me sometimes to sit and watch certain things for a length of time. And, but if I'm sitting in a windowsill and a bird flies by or someone's out on the street, guess what I'm going to do? I wonder what that guy's doing. Hey, Bob. No. But while Paul continued to preach, his attention probably diverted to what was going on outside. Part of that being because he was halfway in, halfway out, right? And here's the thing. Poor Eutychus, he fell three stories out of a window, Scripture tells us, and he died. 
a long ways to fall. Anybody ever, ever had a Humpty Dumpty fall? This guy did. And here's what I know. As a, as a minister, I've never preached a sermon where, and I, well, I'm sure people have fell asleep while I was speaking. Go to sleep. No, I'm just kidding. But I've never preached a sermon where people fell asleep and died. Not to my knowledge. So Paul's got me beat there. That's okay. <laughs> but what I've learned in, in this, in this moment, sometimes, you know, and I think, you know, sometimes we're tired physically when we come into the house of God. I know some people work nights, and God bless you for coming in on, on Sunday morning when you've worked all Saturday night. And you might get a little tired on, on, on Sunday morning. You might be like, mm, Pastor, going a little long today. You know, but uh, thank you for doing that. But this is what I've learned. When people are falling asleep, they're not falling asleep on me. They're falling asleep on the word of God. It, it, it's, it's true. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's okay. I'm, I'm a big boy. I can handle it, right? Uh, but spiritually, when we take our eyes off Jesus, we fall to or we fall off or we fall towards where our eyes are looking. Think about this. I mean, honestly, this guy was, was probably... Dozing off. And have you ever, I love those moments where you're like halfway asleep. Anybody else do this or am I the only person in the world that does this? Where you're sound asleep and all, ooh, or you like, you draw off. Okay, a few people, good, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> but we are, the other day, Christmas Eve, we went to our Christmas, which is our, you get uh, Christmas. Anyway, home, I was, and I know our real, well, to know it, probably, William, where are strategic I know this throat, and I love them, and I know exactly, most exactly where they're going. I'm driving, and I'm just kind of my own business. I, I don't know. I got my eyes off just a, I don't know what I was doing. I really don't know. <laughs> she couldn't get the word deer out. And I look up, and there's like six deer. And I'm like, Burr! And they're just. Cross. I rolled my window down. I said, get out of the road. Sound like a crazy person. Huh? <laughs> I was in front of a house. They probably thought I was crazy. But I took my eyes off the, the road for just a moment. And almost, I mean, I was close to hitting a deer. I would have hit a deer if it hadn't been for my wife going, <laughs> deer. She was the Holy Spirit in that moment. <laughs> Usually, when we're driving like that, she'll go, <gasps> and I'll be like, what, 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 what? And she'll be like, I left this plugged in at the house. Really? Why do you do that? Anybody else's wife do that? Man, they just want to be like, <laughs> all right. But I was distracted for just a moment. And where your passion, listen to this, where your passion, in, passion is, is where you'll point to go. Where your passion is, is where you'll point your life to go. If Jesus is your passion, guess what? You'll follow him. If your career is your passion, you'll, you'll go that direction. If it's school, all you kids in the building, if it's school, some of y'all need to catch up on your online work. It'll go there. But if we are spiritually drowsy and fading in and out, we will fall towards the things that we are passionate for. I don't know. It'd be pretty scary to just wake up out of a sleep falling out of a window. 
he actually fell and probably went, <gasps> right? But this is what I know. When you're passionate about Jesus and you do get spiritually drowsy and you do fall asleep and you begin to fall, can I tell you this? When you're passionate about Jesus, you'll fall right into his arms. He loves us. Listen to this. Listen to this. Matthew uh, chapter 6, verses 22 through, tw- through 24. This is the voice translation. It says this. Uh, I don't know if this is the same. No, this is the NLT. I'm going to read the voice translation, but you can follow it up here. It says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. Do you catch that? You know what that tells me? Your eyes are the what you let in. When light means should be keep God eyes windows to eye or expensive things. Well, sometimes when we focus on things that, that we want really bad, we begin to covet a Ferrari. I wish I legit. I wish I had. Wish I this means where treasure is, there your heart will go. So what you allow in is super. Those are not my words. Those are Jesus. We do this on. We do this by keeping our eyes on. We do this by keeping our eyes on. If you're going to run the race, you got to keep your eyes on. There you go. You guys are getting it. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith because the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. What that's saying there at the end of that verse is Jesus had a purpose when he came to earth. He came and he lived a life, but he knew he was going to die on the cross, but he kept his eyes on the prize. You know what the prize was? That we might have a relationship with him. So, feeling a little bit drowsy? You know what the best thing you can do when you're drowsy? Focus on the road. Don't look at the side of the road, because there may be deer in the road. Let me ask you this. What are your eyes fixed on this morning? Things of the world? Are you worried about the government? Are you worried about your stimulus check? Are you worried about your job? And there's nothing wrong with things. Listen, it's okay to be concerned about those things. But can I tell you something? The United States government is not eternal. The kingdom is eternal. The stimulus is not eternal. Jesus' blessings on our life are eternal. Fix your eyes on Jesus. Listen to this. I, and this one's not even in there. I added this one. Proverbs 4.25 says this. It says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Lord, I'm going to fix my eyes on you. God, I'm going to fix my eyes on you. T- to run the race, we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. Everyone say, wake up. So here's a question, and I'm going to ask you to get fall. We're going to whistle a moment. So what has fall? The point right here. I like this one. And if you, 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 Sula, you, God's grace never. I want to give Jesus a hand clap of Eutychus fell, but God's grace didn't fail. Spelled two different ways there. I fall, but God never fails. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, The Lord would tell Paul, 
uh, or the, the, the Lord would, uh, the Paul is saying, or the Lord would tell Paul that his grace is sufficient. And if you know anything about that scripture, Paul is struggling with something there. And we don't know what it is. He says, I have this thorn in the flesh, and I don't know what it is. Some say, you know, he, he, was, he had some kind of eyesight problem. Some say he was hunkered over. Some, they all, they, nobody knows. You know why I don't think Paul put it in there? Because we all have thorns. But God would say this to Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient. Paul had a thorn in the flesh, and, and it bothered Paul, and he asked God three times to take it away. And you know what God's response was? My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. And, and this is crazy to me because I love this. But God would say, my grace is sufficient. And in your weakness, my grace is made strong. You may be weak. But God is strong. I'm trying to be strong. I can't do it. You may be weak and you may feel like a failure. You may feel like you fail spiritually because... A spiritual drowsiness, but I'm here to tell you today, God's grace is sufficient. Everyone look at your neighbor and say, God's grace is sufficient. It's made stronger in your weakness. You know, Eutychus' name, I, I was looking at this, Eutychus. I might name our next dog Eutychus. Eutychus' name, you know how I like those weird names. Eutychus' name literally means fortunate one, and some translations say lucky. I don't know if I agree with that, but lucky, but fortunate. Yeah, he was pretty fortunate. Found himself in the right church at the right moment, even though the pastor was going on and on and on and on. You guys are like, so like our pastor today. Um, he fell because he dozed off. But can I tell you this? Th th this is something I want to give you to kiss credit for, and he doesn't ever get credit for this. He was in the house of God. He was there. And I, you're like, oh, well, we're all here today. Why are you talking to us? You're preaching to the choir, Pastor. Well, I understand that. I understand that. I, hey, it's, a, it's the end of the year. People are traveling, all kinds of stuff, COVID, all this stuff. People are everywhere, right? But this is what we need to know. I, I want to give, give him at least his kudos there because guess what? He was in the house of God. He was thirsty for something. He was hungry for something. And though he maybe didn't position himself in the best place there, he was he was very fortunate because God's grace is sufficient, and this is what we need to know. We are very fortunate because when we waver, when we fall, when we get drowsy, when we fall down spiritually and break our neck, felt like you fell down spiritually and broke your neck, I have, God puts the right people in the right place at the right time. Ephesians 5.14 says this, and this is Paul writing this. He's, this is why he said, and maybe, and maybe this is why he wrote this scripture. I don't know. It says this, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. What we know about the story is Paul would go on and pray for the young man. Teaching would turn into a resurrection service. Pretty amazing to me, really. Eutychus was, was okay. I mean, he was so okay at the moment after Paul, you know, prayed for him. He's like, he's okay. He's alive. Everyone goes back upstairs and, okay, well, time to go back to eat. Pretty amazing. Kind of blows my mind, really. Most of us would be like, are you sure you're okay, Eutychus? You all right, buddy? You feel a little wobbly? Broken neck? 
You okay? And here's the, 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 the next part of this is Paul, after they eat, you know, he continues and he preaches on through the night all the way till dawn. Y'all buckle up. No, I'm just kidding. And maybe you're like Eutychus. You're, you're hungry for the things of God and maybe you show up for service. But maybe spiritually you position yourself in a window where you're halfway in the world and you're halfway walking for God. That doesn't work. Maybe you're spiritually drowsy. I know this, a house divided cannot stand, right? You cannot serve God and serve the world. Plain and simple. You're either going to love God or love the world. And this year... And four days is closing. And the thing I believe the Lord asked me to speak to us today was simply this. Turn your eyes towards Jesus. 2021. Let Get the fog out of the way. I don't know. In, in L.A. and where I lived in Bakersfield, there, there's this thing called smog. And, and sometimes it's so thick and it makes the sky orange. And it looks like a scene from Star Wars planet. It's ugly, and it's nasty, and it's hard to, breathe, hard to breathe. But something that's interesting to me, coming here, every day I get up and I go outside, I'm like, I can see. The sun is bright here. Can I tell you this, that if you've ever been spiritually drowsy, it's okay because God's grace never fails, but... That means that we have to humble ourselves and repent. Humble ourselves and resist. Stop believing the lie of the enemy. I'm sorry, enemy. I'm not what you say I am. I am God's child. I'm not defeated. I'm an overcomer. You say that, but the Word of God says this. Today is the day of resurrection for some of your dreams and some of your callings and some of your hopes. Maybe you've been drowsy. Maybe you feel like Eutychus. Maybe you feel like you've taken a three-story tumble and you're just laying on the ground going, oh. Can I tell you, God can pick you up today. God's saying in this hour to his people and to his church, it's time to focus our eyes on Jesus like never before. Honestly simple. The time is short before his returning and don't wait for today as the moment of salvation and spiritual awakening. Bow your heads with me all across this building. Lord, God, we've all been victim to being drowsy physically, but sometimes spiritually speaking, God, we don't always see it. So today, Lord, we come before you and we say, Lord, forgive me. For maybe seeing things through a cloud and not clearly like, like you wanted. Lord, I, 
Maybe I've, I've been one foot in, one foot out. I've taken my eyes off of you. Maybe I've done things that look evil. And for that, God, we say, forgive us. God, we run from evil. We resist the enemy's lies today. I want to give you a moment today, and I won't keep you much longer, I promise. But if you're in the building and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you an invitation today. You need to end the year right. It's 2020. We're ending out. What a cool story to say I got saved and I got my life right with God at the end of 2020. What a great way to walk into 2021 knowing that God has delivered and God has set you free here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you an invitation to know Him. Romans tells us, Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's by grace that we're saved. We know that. It's nothing that we can do. It's not by works. It's the gift of God. Romans tells us that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And today I want to give you that, op that opportunity to know Jesus. It's the best decision you'll ever make, I promise you. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, as the Spirit of God is flowing through this building, I want to give you the opportunity to know Jesus today and know Him in a personal way. If that's you and you feel the conviction power, you feel something tugging in your heart, I can tell you that's the Holy Spirit. Don't hush the Spirit, just respond to the Spirit. You feel that tugging in your heart. You want to know Jesus as your personal Savior today. Just lift your hand. No one looking around. Just me. Just me. Anybody in the building today. I'm going to tarry just a moment. All right. Maybe you want to end 2020 strong. You can look at me. Everyone look at me. I want to give you an invitation today. I, we're going to do something different. Why? I don't know. It's the end of 2020. Let's do something different. They're going to sing this song today. And I don't think we'd be out of order to respond to the Lord today. So what do you mean by that? That means you take a physical effort, get up. Out here to this room up here. We'll make room. If there's not room, we'll crowd around where I think it's important for us the year at the end of 2020 to go into 2021 with the right spirit, the right mind, with our eyes fixed on Jesus, a repentive heart, a heart that says, I'm going to resist the devil in 2021. I'm, so, I'm tired of putting up with this crud. I'm not going to take things that I held in 2020 into 2021 because my God is greater. His grace is sufficient. And I want to give you that moment. They're going to sing this song. And, and listen, you put on a mask. Come on down. If you, don't, if you can't come down here, that's fine. Just worship at your seat. But I'm going to ask you to do this. Let's do this. Let's go into 2021 with a heart that is repented, that says, God, I'm not worried about what happened in 2020. I'm moving forward to 2021, and I'm going to start right. God, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to give myself to you. 
God, I'm going to reach for you like I've never reached for you. I'm going to step up. I'm going to do something great. Come on, you could social distance. We could spread out across this front. It's all right. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, sing it now.
Lord, we repent. And we say, God, forgive us, Lord, for bad attitudes and wrong motives in 2020. But, Lord, coming to 2021, God, we ask for forgiveness. And we say, God, let us have the mind of Christ. God, help us to resist the enemy. When the enemy comes in, tries to distract us, tempt us, and make us fall. God, I pray, Lord, that we would be, our eyes would be so fixed on you, Lord Jesus, that if we do make a mistake, Lord, that we fall into the arms of grace. And God, in the moment that we do make mistakes and we do fail, God, your grace is sufficient. Lord, it covers us. So, God, we repent and we say, God, moving forward in 2021, Lord, we're going to be more resilient. God, we're going to fix our eyes on you. God, we're going to be on fire for you. God, we're going to move forward by the power of the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, I declare it. Come on and give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Stretch your hand this way. I want to bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. What a declaration in the name of Jesus. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. for that this morning. If you're a guest in this house, I want to just say thank you for worshiping with us. We are so happy that you're here. We have connection cards in the seat backs in front of you if you want to fill that out. That is just for us to get to know you, connect with you. You can tell us what we can pray with you about. If you want to take that to our welcome center this morning and turn that in, we have a gift for you. We'd like to just give that to you and that be a way that we connect and get to know you a little bit better. Also, our offering buckets are just right outside the doors this morning. You can give online at our kiosk, on your phone, or at the buckets right outside the door. And just a few announcements before you go this morning. We will not have Wednesday night service this Wednesday, um, but when we return back for the following Wednesday, our men's and women's classes will be joining here in the sanctuary for an in-depth Bible study of James. So we're looking forward to that. And anyone who is able and would like to help us after service stick around for just a little while, we're going to tear down our Christmas decorations and put them away. So if you're able to do that, we would love to have you there. Have a great Sunday.